You are listening to How Does She Do It, episode 132. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for joining me for another episode of How Does She Do It. My name is Tiffany and I am your host. And through this podcast and my coaching, I help you own your story, live fueled by faith, and elevate your impact in your career and in your calling. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If this is your third, fourth, fifth, or 132nd time listening, welcome back. We are happy to have you. The show notes for this week's episode will be available at howdoesshedoitpodcast.com. And if you want to connect with me on social, I can be found at Tiff South, and that's Tiff with two Fs on the Instagrams and the Twitters. And if you have Instagram, as you are listening to this, take a screenshot of it, post it in your stories, tag at Tiff South, and I will repost it in mine. And if you can also share something that you're taking away from the episode. So as you go through, just think about, you know, something that might've hit you or just share it for the sake of sharing it so other people can find out about the show. And before I get into this week's episode, one more announcement. If you are interested in joining the Career Confidence Workshop Facebook group that I have started that will start live in terms of content next week, as of actually not even next week, this weekend, you should go to bit.ly slash fbtiffsouth. And the goal of this group is to create community on outside of the podcast where we can grow our careers and grow our confidence in Christ as a community. Go to bit.ly slash fbtiffsouth. Again, bit.ly slash fbtiffsouth. Join the Facebook group, and we are going to get started with live content that is not going to be shared anywhere else, and I am really looking forward to that. We have a great community going in there so far, and let's make it happen. And now... We're just going to get right into the episode. We're not going to do just my thoughts this week because it has been an interesting almost two weeks, I think, since my last episode or about two weeks since my last episode. And I have been in a very contemplative place, very contemplative place. And that is because, and this is something that I have been hesitant to share And I don't know why. And I think it's interesting. But I have started therapy again. And starting therapy again has been very, very interesting. It has been amazing. I am so grateful to have started this journey. I'm so grateful to have started this process. And I did not expect, actually, that's not true. I knew it was going to be a lot of work. This is not my first time in therapy. Um, But what I appreciate about the process is that I get to have a different space to express all of the things in my brain and, and to do intentional work about working through like life as it's happening, as well as the things that come with the just past experiences. And I will say that in being a Christian, for anyone who's listening, being a Christian does not mean you lack faith because you also seek therapy, because you also seek help with mental health Uh, challenges that you might have. That is, because if you think about it, 
going to a doctor doesn't make you less of a believer in Christ. Going to a doctor doesn't mean you have less faith, right? Going to a therapist, that I believe is the same, is the same parallel. So for anyone who's listening who has struggled with whether going to therapy might mean that you lack faith or anything like that, I highly encourage it. I think whether or not you have experienced what you might deem to be not enough trauma or enough, whatever the case may be, there's no threshold for having an opportunity to talk to someone and to process through things in a very judgment-free place that will just help you make connections to things in a way that you can't inside your own mind. And many people, present company included, we spend a lot of time inside of our own mind trying to you know, resolve issues on our own or just running in circles around the same things and not coming to resolution about those things just because it's hard to do that on your own. Sometimes you can to some extent, but the benefit of things like, and I was, and I was going to say coaching, but therapy and coaching are very, very different. But the, the value is the same in that you have someone to mirror things back to you, to hear what you might not hear in the way you express things and to help draw resolution out of what is expressed. And that is a, that is a value. And, um, so just to being, of being able to talk to someone else or even just hear someone else reflect back something to you. So I encourage it. Maybe that was my, just my thoughts. I wasn't, I didn't think I had to just my thoughts, but I guess my, just my thoughts is that if you have been thinking about it, I encourage you to explore finding a therapist in your area. And they have all these online tools as well. So if there might not be one that's close and you know readily available for you in person, or if your schedule doesn't allow for in-person visits, there are online options as well. I have not done an online option, so I can't speak to whether one is more you know effective or not. But I, I just, for me, going in person is something that I value. So that concludes the just my thoughts that I did not know I was going to have. <laughs> So this week, I would like to talk about, we're talking about self-awareness and continuing this theme. And I realized now in thinking about this episode, this is, this is both a running theme in, in anything that I talk about, but this series is, is maybe may, may last a little bit longer in terms of intentionality than, um, or like true series or two theme form than I anticipated because as I'm living my life, I'm seeing things that I think can be helpful in, in sharing. And it's just shifting some of the content that I had planned. But today I want to talk about the value of self-awareness in identifying or rejecting opportunities. So the value of being self-aware in identifying or rejecting opportunities. And this came clear to me this week as I recognized that I have had one of the busiest three or four weeks that I have had in a really, really long time, both personally, as well as professionally, as well as in my business. And there are things that are positively firing on cylinders that I want them to fire on that I have not always had to seek out in terms of my professional and business ventures. And 
what I realized and what I wanted to share with you is in order to know how to pursue the right opportunities and to pursue the right yeses and say the right no's, you have to know what your goals are. You have to know how you add value and you have to know generally the skills that you want to develop, where you add value, what you value, what your values are, right? All of those using the word value in those three different ways imply different things, right? So knowing your value knowing what your values are and knowing how you add value, right, are all different types of things. And in order to not have yourself overwhelmed with things that you don't want to be overwhelmed by, you have to know how to be able to discern what opportunities you should pursue and the opportunities you should say no to. I am a very volunteer to do all the things kind of person. My goal is to, you know, this may be the people pleaser in me to some extent, but my goal is to be able to make sure that if someone needs something, people know that Tiffany will show up, right? That's important to me. And in the professional context, in life generally, but speaking specifically about work, this can have you run down. And it can have you run down with little return for yourself. What I want to help you do and what I have been finding myself doing as as I'm like been walking through and kind of reflecting back on the last, you know, four to six weeks of my of my professional life specifically is how do you say yes and no to the right opportunities? So what you want to make sure that you do to avoid burnout, to avoid being overwhelmed by things you don't want to be involved in it is better to start knowing what your goals are. It's better to start knowing what skills you want to develop. And it's important to also know how you add value so that, for example, when an opportunity to speak on a panel presents itself, is this a panel content-wise that you want to establish yourself as an, ex- as an expert in? Is this a panel in terms of content and venue, for example, and you know, general event that you want to be known for? Or is this a place that is not going to, you know, is not going to add anything to your, to your kind of, you're flexing, you're flexing your skills and stretching yourself? Or do you just want to begin to develop the skill of being a panelist? I have been on panels, you know, since 2009, right? Like, and I mean, and before that too, but more like once I started law school, I found, I found myself being asked to be on panels or being asked to moderate panels. And in the last year, moderation, moderating, I should say, moderating panels has become a skill and something that people have asked me to do. And I got a vision last night about the shift that I think is coming in that particular skill set but that's a uh, that's a conversation for another day but so when i when i outlined just the different ways to evaluate the a panel opportunity for example for yourself the 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 takeaway in that is you want to go into an opportunity knowing what you want to contribute to it 
knowing how you add value to it and knowing what you want to take away. Because if you don't have a clear understanding of those things, you can find yourself just saying yes to things for the sake of saying yes and no longer getting the return or not getting a return period or, or no longer getting the return that is adding to your professional tools kit, kit and skill building. So again, if let's say, again, someone asks you to be on a panel and you've never been on a panel before, I don't want to say, obviously you don't just say yes to any topic, you know, just, just to get your skills up, but it might, maybe it's a little, it's a not quite aligned with everything that you think you want to talk about or anything, but it's still close enough to your wheelhouse that you have something that you, number one, you can actually contribute and you know, this is going to be a way for you to begin to build your skill in speaking in front of other people, answering questions in an organized way and all of those things. But you have to have a sense of awareness of that before the opportunity presents itself. And of course, over time, your desire and your skills the desire, the skills that you desire to grow will change, thus changing the evaluation you make of certain opportunities or the way you evaluate certain opportunities. So it is important as we grow our professional skill sets, as we grow in recognizing that there are things that we want to be able to do or learn, that we are also evaluating those things through the lens that says, okay, here are the things that I want to be able to do. So as you think about opportunities, and this particularly came up with me in the last few weeks, as I realized that there in preparing for an opportunity, I found myself not excited about the opportunity. And that was, I, you know, that's only, that's only on me. Once I actually got into the room, I was like, oh, okay, you know what? Maybe I actually do want to keep doing this thing. But before the thing happened, I was like, you know, I've done this enough that I don't know that I am gaining as much in this or from this rather as I once was. And it might be time for me to open the door for someone else to take and have this opportunity because I have done this thing enough times that I feel like I have volunteered and contributed in a very meaningful way to this opportunity, I have developed a skill set of producing a lecture style presentation and sharing it with a group of students and then saying, okay, maybe I can now evaluate how to make this opportunity a different or value or better value add for my own skill development. That has nothing to do with the with the the you know the group that offered me the opportunity. But now I have to think about either I adjust what I am doing or I seek to adjust the opportunity itself. So I hope you hear how this is you know a somewhat of a freestyle ramble, but this is a a way for you to. This is how you have to think through and and process opportunity and how you also can engineer opportunity for yourself, right? And again, you only you can be responsible for your career growth and career development. There are partners that you have along the way, your supervisor, your team members, your company, your organization, the you know, the groups that you belong to, outside opportunities, your network, right? All of those people 
and entities can partner with you and be part of your career journey. But the truth of the matter is that none of those partners will be able to help you along if you don't know how to help yourself along. And that I should also note, that takes time to get clarity about what that is, but it doesn't it doesn't happen on its own over time. It happens with intention over time. It happens with intention over time. So you have to intentionally ask yourself, okay, what do I want? How do I want my career to move? How do I want my, my skills to be developed? How, what areas do I want to be known for and to be contributing by? And this is how you start to assess and reflect on where are the areas that come, what are the things that come natural to me? So in thinking about gaining self-awareness, it requires a self-assessment of how you naturally contribute in, in terms of your strengths, right? What are your natural strengths? What are the things that come easy to you? For example, for some people, organizing logistical details and making sure that things are flowing and processes are in order and people are where they're supposed to be and, and systems are where they're supposed to be and firing on the right cylinders, that comes naturally to people. For others, teaching comes naturally to people. For others, uh, you know, leading comes naturally to people, Un encouraging whatever the skill set is or other for other people, Sometimes being able to bring a calm to a space or organize chaos, that comes naturally to people. So you have to, only you can start to ask that question. And there are tools available, including a tool that I use with my clients and one that I'm going to make available to, to you all. I haven't figured out exactly how yet, but I'm working on that is is an assessment, right? A disc assessment is some is a tool that I have begun to use. And it is, it's the one, the the output that I that and the report that comes back with this particular assessment, that tool that I use with my clients and have for myself. And it, it's just phenomenal. And it just gives you language to help you articulate things that you intuit about yourself that can sometimes feel like maybe sources of frustration if your environment is not aligned with that skill set or can feel like sources of inspiration when you are moving clearly and well in in that in that space and in that strength or it also adds it gives you insight into some of the values that you have some of the things that motivate you and drive you right how you tend to prefer to work with people or to solve problems, the pace with which you decide you hope to have your environment flow in and move, you know, the way that you organize processes and systems, right? It's, it helps you understand these things in a very, very simple and clear way. And every client that I've worked with that has taken this assessment is just like, yo, this is so, how is it so spot on? So anyway, I will talk about more on, we'll talk more about that in, a, in another episode. I want to be able to walk through that well with you. So you can even just begin to start asking yourself questions about how you might fall along that, uh, along that assessment. But what I hope you are able to do in thinking about this episode, I'll go, I'll kind of, kind of summarize and recap here, but you have to be intentional about knowing what you value how you add value and the way that you want to see your career move forward. When you have an awareness of those things, you can then 
not say yes to everything or turn down things that you should say yes to because you have a, a lens through which to assess opportunity. You have to be able to know what skills you want to develop. How do you want to see your career grow? What are the ways that you are uniquely positioned to contribute to a certain space? What capabilities do you have? What skill is, how is this opportunity going to add to your, is it your portfolio of work? Is it your just giving you another opportunity to practice a certain skill that you're, that you want to work on? Is it putting you in a room with people that are going to give you exposure to a set of people that you otherwise might not get exposed to. And so as you think about opportunities, I want you to also, that's how I want you to evaluate and think about, but it starts with going back to our theme. It starts with you having clarity first. One of the things the one of the foundational principles that I do my work around with my clients and in my business is clarity and clarity is is a is a byproduct or get having clarity is a byproduct of being self-aware and working through several set of questions and several different processes across different areas of our lives to gain self-awareness such that you can become more clear about the question or about the whatever the thing is that you're looking at or evaluating when you have clarity, you can then move forward with confidence and communicate what you are looking for, communicate what you want, and communicate your value in a way that allows you to navigate your career and your life in a different way. And that is the that is one of the, I think, one of the central tenets of moving forward well in your career. Because when you are clear, others can then become clear about who you are and what you have to have to offer. And then can clearly come to you and be like, oh, I think this opportunity could be good for you. And you can then be clear and be like, oh, yes, I agree. Or actually, no, that's not really aligned with my time priorities right now or my skilled priorities right now. Or I have grown past that opportunity. But if you see opportunities that look like X, Y, or Z, please consider me in the future. And so that is a, that's a fluidity with which you want to be able to operate at any level in your career and recognizing that there will be seasons where there will be less clarity because you're in a transition period, right? I went through a transition period probably about two years ago where I was trying to figure out, okay, what do I want? How do I want to see my career move in the next three to four years? And what do I need to do to get there. And I wasn't exactly sure. Now I know that with crystal clarity and the, the path forward is not necessarily very clear, but I know what end or what I want to be part of my end goal, I should say, because there's also, there's also grace in being flexibility. There's value in being flexible in how the outcome can take shape, but knowing that the process requires a certain intentionality. So I've said a lot of things today, and I hope that you were able to piece together some value there. I did, um, this was, I intentionally, I intentionally prepared in a less structured way to record this particular episode because for the space that I am in right now, where I am, that felt important to me. And I shared that piece of information because I think it is important for 
us to be able to be flexible with ourselves. B, I think it's important to still have intention. I think it's important to still move and operate with integrity, but I think it's okay to give yourself more grace. This is actually a this this point is a direct result of some of the things that I've been learning and and walking through in therapy and it's only been like it's been like 5 minutes and I can already feel myself growing and changing. But I think being kind to yourself and for me learning to loosen the reins a little bit will help me move and serve better not you know not producing sloppy material or content not showing up with and and delivering less value but being okay with flexibility in the way and the process is something that is important to me right now and that could be different you know next week and that's not to say that I'm going to freestyle you know everything but this particular week, this particular day, based on the the kind of emotional roller coaster I've been on, you know, for the last two weeks, it was important for me to still show up here, but to be more kind to myself about how. So I hope you, I appreciate you for indulging me. I appreciate you for being part of this process. And if you are listening to this episode, I thank you. If you're still listening to this episode, I should say, I appreciate you. I'm grateful for you. And I hope that you found value in what I had to share. And I hope that what you do is if you found value that you share this with someone else, if you found value that you let me know that you found value, I would love to hear from you. If you, you know, you can send me a message on Instagram, you can screenshot the, you listening to the episode and, you know, tag at Tiff South, Tiff with two Fs. I will share it in my story. And if you are, have not done so already, please feel free to leave a five-star rating and review in the Apple podcast app and, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And yeah, I appreciate you. If you are interested in joining the Facebook community for Christian women who are ready to grow their career confidence, go to bit.ly slash FB Tiff South, all lowercase letters. And that's always Tiff with two Fs. And until next time, be blessed and be a blessing. Peace. Peace.